Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon. And on today's episode, I will be speaking with a career and small business coach who has an inspiring and compelling testimony. Here's my conversation with Charlene Ridley. So I'm Charlene Ridley. I am by trade a a dream coach, so dream development coach. Um, In ministry, I am a prayer warrior and I am a small group Bible study leader. Um, I'm joining from right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina in a place called Lake Wiley, South Carolina, which is just about eight minutes from the Charlotte border. Well, we are so happy to have you as a guest today on the Circle 31 podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I wanted to start by talking about um, your significant transition from being in, you know, a part of a major firm to becoming a full-time dream coach. Can you share what inspired that change and how you did that? Yes, absolutely. So, it was a long journey, right? So I like to think, you know, we'd like to think life is neat and it's just this one straight path, but nothing in life is linear, right? <laughs> we take all of these detours. And so I've had, my ex-husband was military. I've had a lot of different roles, right? And I always was honestly looking for either a promotion in title or more money because I felt like that was going to make me feel more significant more fulfilled, um, more worthy, Mm -hmm. right? And I just kept searching and searching and searching and I'd get in a role and I'd be very excited about it at first. But then over time, that excitement would just dwindle. And so then I'd think, okay, it's that I need a new job. I'm not challenged, right? I need to find something new. And I got into coaching back, back in 2017 and knew that that was the thing for me. I knew that I loved it. It it just brought together the skills that I had of helping people and really being a visionary and an encourager. But I had the limiting belief that I could actually create a life around that and make enough money to support a family. Because by this time I was divorced and a single mom. That's so nice. when, when I got to my role, my final role, which I worked for one of the big four firms, as they call it, Deloitte, and I was in a manager role there. And it was what most people considered the opportunity of a lifetime. I knew that I wasn't supposed to be there, mm-hmm. but I had guilt around it being the role of a lifetime, especially I was a single mom right. and I was making incredible money. I bought a house and really I just kept coming back to it and in prayer and God kept saying, you need to leave. And it wasn't that easy, though. It wasn't that easy. I took a leave of absence in 2022 Mm -hmm. um, for three months. And God said, do not go back. But Mm. I went back. I went back because I was like, I still don't feel like I'm ready. And then when I got back, I was there for two months. And I was like, okay, God, I understand. I'm not supposed to be here. And I gave my notice and I walked away and it has been an incredible journey since. Wow. And you know what? I really appreciate you and your transparency and you sharing with us that struggle of, I heard what God said, but I don't feel ready. 
Yes. To move into that, you know, to walk in what God is telling me to do. Can you just talk a little bit and encourage us on that from going from being stuck into what we, you know, what's comfortable to stepping out into what God is calling us into? Absolutely. It is a struggle. You know, my my words for this year is quick obedience. <laughs> because oh, wow. Yeah. I used to actually I used to actually tell my friends that I was so lucky because God gave me confirmations in threes. Mm. And I said, once for the father, once for the son and once for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then one day he said, no, I tell you three times because you don't move on one. Ooh. <laughs> and I said, oh, it's not because I'm special. <laughs> and so I said, OK, OK, God, then. My prayer for you then is that I do not want to be disobedient and I need you to help me with quick obedience, right? And so now there's lots of times, even, you know, in, in what I'm doing now, it's sometimes he's, I, I have this thought and God says, move. And I will say, God, are you sure? And he's like, are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, quick obedience. And I, I tell myself quick obedience and then I move. Yeah. So for me, it was really coming to, it was prayer time. It was meditating and listening to God, right? Because we forget that I, I, I love to pray, but I'm a talker too, by nature. I had to be quiet and listen. Yes, Charlene, you just hit something so important for us and for our listeners, because I am a talker as well. And so that's one of the things that, that God has 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 been walking me through is listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listening. We're having a conversation. Prayer is conversation. So after I've said, you know, God all of my heart was on it, I need to be quiet and listen to what he has to say. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Yes, it's so important because, you know, I think we forget that part, right? Prayer and meditation, right? Like we forget it. And for those of us that are talkers, it can be hard to get a a word in edgewise, you know? (laughs) And so so I just imagine God sitting there on his chair, like, are you done yet? Can I speak? Can I speak? Right. And I'll be saying, I don't know, God. Before I left work, I was like, I don't know, God am I ready? And I was like, I don't know if I have enough money. Then we walked through it and I was like, okay, I've got the money. I don't know if I have enough clients. (laughs) Okay. Got that. Right. And then he said, but do you have enough faith? And I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. no, to be honest with you, the answer at the time that he asked me was no, because I had constantly been thinking promotion or money or achievement would be fulfilling, I'd also started to idolize it without knowing. Mm. Right. I didn't, I didn't think, oh, money is my idol, but I thought, okay, I'm a single mom. I make a great income. My children aren't falling into the statistic that some children are as single parents. Mm. It would be reckless for me to abandon that. Gotcha. And I didn't think of that as being an idol because if God is saying abandon it and trust me and you're saying, no, I need to be responsible and hold this, then that's an idol because you're putting it above God. And I needed to have enough 
faith to know and to believe that he was going to meet every single need like he said that he would. And that was that was a process. And it was, you know, just taking back some visuals, you know, a faith for the next step and walking through. And I said, God, I need you to show me what that looks like. And he said, think about it before electricity. If you had a lamp or a candle, you wouldn't see 20 feet ahead. That's true. You'd see the next step. Just the next step. And you'd have to trust that if you took that step, the light would shine enough for you to see the next. And he said, I need you to trust me like that. That is so good. And I said, but God, that's uncomfortable. And he said, that's okay. <laughs> Isn't that so like God? He, he, he cares very little about comfort. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, but if you think about the stories in the Bible, right? We think about how great it is that God parted the sea. But that didn't feel good for people standing there. Hello? That is so true. Right? Because think about it. You'd be standing there like, wait a minute. I don't know. You yeah. step out there first. I'm and, not doing that. Exactly. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen in your human mind. And it's in the smallness that we have compared to God would not trust that if I take a step into this once see that I will be safe. You wouldn't think that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I just keep coming back to those stories in the Bible. And so eventually I said, okay, God, quick, quick obedience. And I'm trusting you. That's it. That is so good. Charlene, I wanted to ask you about what um, a typical coaching process, what does the process look like um, when you're helping a woman turn their dream into reality? Like, how does that look step-by-step? So I start everything with mindset, okay. right? And the reason for that, you know, a lot of people will say, okay, mindset, what does that even mean? Or why are we starting there if I know what I want to do? But sometimes we have the capability, mm -hmm. but we don't have the ability. Mm -hmm. right? And ability, when we think about it, it is be having the capacity mentally, physically, emotionally, right? And financially to do something. And so starting with mindset work is really making sure that you are in a place that you have the capacity for what it is that you are about to do. Gotcha. Because in building anything, dreams especially, there's going to be opposition and there are going to be challenges. If we haven't started with fertile soil, right, mm -hmm. then the process of planting those seeds and growing it and creating the garden of whatever your dream is, is going to be so much more difficult. So we start with mindset work and really identifying where they are at in terms of are, are their thoughts really more leaning towards growth into prosperity? right? Or are they leading more towards limitations? If they're leading towards limitations, then how do we take those thoughts captive, align them, yes. right? Align them and, and, and move it towards the direction of trusting that everything is for my good, right? And that I can work through these processes, that I have the capacity, that I have the ability, that I have the capabilities to create this dream no matter what, mm. right? And then we move in creating a strategy gotcha. to bring those things to life. 
and taking the actionable steps to work that strategy to bring whatever dream that is to reality. That's really great. So you start with with mindset first and then Mm -hmm. move from mindset to strategy. Yes. That is awesome. How do you help people deal with unexpected challenges and adversity in terms of staying focused on that overall goal that they've set, that you've helped them set? Wow, that's a really good question. And it's so timely for my life. Um, I know that I've shared with you, but I left my job in January of 2023. In June of 2023, my 16-year-old son, who had been otherwise healthy, um, did not wake up on a Saturday morning. And I have to tell you guys, that is the biggest interruption of anything, not even my dream, right, of my life, right? But I understand that all of the work that I've done on my mindset, all of the work that I've done to make sure that I have the relationship with God, all of those things have allowed me to continue forward. So I took the time that I needed. I took off June and July. I didn't do any speaking engagements, any podcast interviews, any coaching. I didn't do anything. I was in that space. And when God said it's time to go back, then I did. But it took a lot of work. And the primary thing that it it actually took was choosing the thought. Because in this tragedy, everyone around me was asking why. Why did this happen? He was 16. He's such a beautiful boy. There was nothing wrong with him. And I decided immediately after that I would never ask God why. And I said, when the thought, that doesn't mean the thought wasn't going to enter my head, right? Because we're people. And so the practical application was when my brain would say, why did this happen? Why God? I would replace it. I would take it captive and replace it and say, God is good. Right? I replace it with he is good because here's my reality. And this is what I train people on in mindset. The world is not either or. We want to think that it is, but it's not. The world is both and. I can have this, both have this tremendous sorrow and God is still good. And where I choose to think is where the course of my life goes. So if I went into why, then that would have spiraled into, is there something I missed? Is there something I could have done differently? But here's the reality. If Jaden's name was written in the book for June 10th, 2023, I am not powerful enough to overwrite God. I'm not. So there's no fruit for me to stay in the why. That's just a rabbit hole that I'm going to get sunken into. I'm going to get depressed. I'm going to be immobilized by. And so every single time the why came, I chose God is good. Mm. That is it. And as I chose it, I, I started to see his evidence of goodness in the world. Kind of like you buy a car and you you buy a blue truck. Now you see that blue truck everywhere because your mind is expecting it. I was telling myself God was good so much. I was overwhelmed and have com- completely been overwhelmed by his goodness for the past three months. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's interrupted my dream, but I have practices to ground myself, to manage the interruption 
and to really still stay the course. That is incredible. What a testament to just being dedicated and committed to keeping your mind stayed on Jesus, like keeping your mind stayed on Christ. I mean, you make, you walked us through making a concerted effort in the most, I can't imagine anything more trying than than mm-hmm. what you've experienced. And yet you've walked us through how you actually do it. That is incredible. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you know what? I think all of those things come because um, you have to do the work before you need it. Oh, right? Yes. Like good. I once heard a pastor say, when you are squeezed with the pressures of life, whatever comes out, that's what's really in you. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. And so I've, I, I have, it's interesting too, because I sometimes I'm like, well, my relationship with God is not as deep as it was in this period. Right. Cause we are comparison people. Yeah. Um, but when I think about it, it's my relationship with God that is carrying me. Because if you talk to me or talk to any of my friends before my son passed, I'm a helicopter mom, right? I mean, I am a helicopter mom and everyone was afraid that this would take me out. And I had literally said before, if anything happened to one of my children, I would die. I had said it. Wow. So people expected that she will like she will not be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But all I know is Jesus. And so I can't tell you why my son's not here. I can tell you that he lived an amazing life, that he was on fire for God, that he brought people to God. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell you why he's not here. And I'm not going to waste any energy entertaining that. I can tell you God is still good. He is so good to me and my girls. Right. He's still so good. He was good to us during the like the funeral and the passing of my son. He's just still good. Mm. And it's both. And and on the days that I have sorrow and that interruption feels greater. I just say, okay, God. I'm going to be in the corner of the couch today. Mm -hmm. Can you sit with me? Can you sit with me? And I don't beat myself up that I'm in the corner of the couch. I just sit in the corner of the couch with God. And if tears flow, they flow. Right. And then when I wake up the next day, if I'm okay, I take action. Right. And I'm just trusting and leaning on him. But I am choosing those thoughts. And it's important because then our thoughts try to get sneaky on us. So now the why thought doesn't come up. Lately, it's been, what did you miss? Mm-hmm. It's a form. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nothing. God is good. Mm-hmm. God is good. God is good. Because he still is. Charlene, I mean, I love the way that you share with us those moments when you need to be in the corner of your couch, because I don't think we hear that often enough. We don't have that discussion enough within the body that, mm-hmm. yes, we loved the Lord. And yes, we are in our word. And yes, we pray. But we still need moments to be in the corner of the couch with God sitting with us. We need those times to process Mm -hmm. and to feel and to cry. And to to cry. We do. And you know what? I think I'm glad that you said that because one thing I think that is 
tricky for us as Christians is we hear all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in there does it say that it always feels good. Right. But we hear good and we think it feels good. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And if we look at the, the thing I love most about the Bible is that every one of the stories is an example for our life. So yeah. I look at Mary, right? And in this process of me grieving my son, my heart has one morning on one of my walks with God, my heart started to break for God mm. because I thought about, I thought about the fact that he sent his son for us mm -hmm. and that they crucified him in the most horrific way. Mm. And then the world talked about this blameless, loving, loving person as if he was nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was saying to God, well, you know, <laughs> part of this that makes it a little bit easier, certainly not easy, is that everyone has wonderful things to say about Jaden. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, I can't imagine. And, and I know my son was a person because I had, he was a son. I had issues with him. Right? <laughs> he did things that he wasn't supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but Jesus was blameless and the world rejected him. Mm -hmm. I said, how could that have felt for you, God? Like your heart must have been broken. Or I think about Mary who accepted the fact that I'm pregnant, right? Which could have completely ruined my life, my family's life, everything. I accept it gracefully. And then I raise and love this child only to watch him be crucified horribly. It could not have felt good to be Mary. Right. right? There may have been moments she felt good, but there are two distinct moments in her life that we see through scripture that that couldn't have felt good. Yeah. But it did work for our good because it worked for the good of everyone else. And so when I just, when I think about that, then I it, it almost gives me permission to be in the corner of the couch because I'm like, okay, God, I know this is for your good, but it doesn't feel good right now. And so I need you to be with me in the moments when it doesn't feel good. And I don't need you to fix it because I think sometimes we want God to fix it and to fix it, we need it to be immediate. Mm -hmm. No, I need you to cover me and be with me and support me while I feel it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Charlene, we are almost out of time. Oh, I'm sorry. Told you I was a talker. No, no. <laughs> I'm saying this because this has been such a fruitful discussion. This is, I know that our listeners are really gleaning wisdom um, and encouragement from you. But I wanted to know if you had any thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with as we've been talking about, even in a way of, of you know, what you do for a living as you help others realize their dreams and we've talked about um, purpose, we've talked about um, being transparent and vulnerable before the Lord. And what, what can you leave our audience with today? Well, I will say this. I absolutely believe that every one of your dreams, the desires of your heart have been placed there by God. And if he's placed them there, then he has equipped you with everything that you need to achieve them. You may not know it yet, 
But that's where the faith comes in. It's taking the first step, right? And for each of us, that step looks different. For some of us, not everyone's going to go out and quit their job, right? I didn't do that initially, but it may be enrolling in a course that will help you. It may, may be getting a coach. It may be if the dream is to lose or have a certain body type, it may be enrolling in the fitness program right? It's taking, it's committing to yourself to take the step and then understanding and expecting that you will have some adversity at some point in that journey, right? And that you have to decide when you take the step that you'll remain committed to it no matter what, and that you will lean on God to get you through it. That That's the advice that I have. Um, but I also say God is good. Wherever you're at today, no matter what you're going through, remember it can be both and. God is good. Charlene, thank you so much for sharing with us. This has definitely been an encouraging and enriching conversation. We've enjoyed you today on the Circle 31 Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. If today's episode was a blessing to you, visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to follow our podcast, listen to past episodes, and to read our blog. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.